I'm Raina Rose, and you're listening to Radio 8-Ball with Andras Jones. Radio 8-Ball, give us a shake. We're in the studio tempting fate. Putting questions to the songs which we will randomly select here with the help of our friend. Synchronicity Radio Eight Ball give us a shake. It's the Radio Eight Ball Show. Welcome to the Radio 8 Ball Show. I'm your host, Andras Jones, and this is the show where we answer questions by picking songs at random and interpreting those randomly chosen songs as the answers to the questions like picking musical tarot cards. This is Radio 8 Ball Season 3, The Appening. 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 Where we are engaging the Pop Oracle using the Radio 8 Ball app, which is filled with every song recorded in the history of Radio 8 Ball, as well as a couple of hundred of my own. I hope by now you've downloaded the Radio 8 Ball app if you're an iPhone user. It's free and it allows you to play host and conduct your own musical divinations, just as we do here on the show. The app also plays the latest podcast and selects the randomly chosen Pop Oracle song of the day. On last week's episode of Radio 8 Ball, with myself, I asked, Pop Oracle, how can I best father myself? And received as my randomly chosen answer from the Pop Oracle, Sun Comes Back, recorded on Radio 8 Ball on Alternative Talk, 1150 AM in Seattle, Washington, on August 19th, 2009, by this week's guest, Raina Rose. I'm sorry this one's a little bit late. I really hope you didn't get worried about me, considering the depressing nature of last week's episode and the song of the day, Suicide. Maybe it wasn't as depressing for you as it was for me. My girlfriend thought it was funny, and if you felt the same way, well, that's just about the best I could hope for. Luckily for all of us, Raina Rose accepted my invitation to join this week's musical divination, and it was a really sweet one. I first met Raina when we were both working at Mississippi Studios in Portland, Oregon. That seems like a whole other lifetime. I'm not sure what Raina's job was. I'm sure she was doing some kind of production gig. I just remember enjoying her spirit, her talent, and her Northwestern Jewishness. There aren't many of us, Northwestern Jews that is, and when we meet we're either going to fight or be eternal friends. The latter was the case with me and Raina. My job at Mississippi Studios back then was helping out with booking. And in those millennial days, I set up shows for Ricky Lee Jones, The Negro Problem, The Moore Brothers, Sandman, Latch, and probably a few others. I think we may even have done a Radio 8 Ball show there. I'm not sure. 
I don't have any of the recordings from Mississippi Studios, but here's a sample of the time Ricky Lee Jones was a guest on Radio 8 Ball on KAOS in Olympia back on September 2nd, 1999. So, um, do you want to, do you have a question? Do you want, do you have a question? You, I don't I don't uh, have a question. Okay. Well, I, I, I made a list. I always, I always sort of try and come up with a couple of questions on my own. Now, if anyone else, it's always better if someone calls in. I'm looking at... Someone the, slipped a note under the door. Oh, really? I can think of a question while you go to the door. Okay. Um, why did they tear down the drive-in in Lacey to put up the Fred Meyers door? Oh, that's a, that's a great question. Okay. Where have all the drive-ins gone? Oh, that's a different question. Okay. Oh, okay. This, the... The CD, this song is going to be the answer to why did they tear down the drive-in in Lacey, where I saw Grand Theft Auto. Where I saw THX1138. Oh. <laughs> so many good memories. And now, how many good memories is Fred Meyer going to create? <laughs> um, so, what the question is, would you repeat it so I can I will. Why did they tear down the drive-in in Lacey to put up that Fred Meyer? And the future shop that went out of business. <laughs> okay, and here is the answer from Mary Lou Lord. Oh, the Lord. When the tape runs out, the music keeps playing. And when the walls come down, Still hard to cross the line And when his love is gone He says he still needs her And he wants to let you know That if he had his chance again He'd be a diamond When you dance Chance again, he'd be a dime. 
think that was a multi-layered answer to to the question. Yeah. What did you What did you get out of it, Ricky? Well, I got one of the layers was that lady who came in and said, "Don't play that record." <laughs> I think that's part of why the drive-in's gone. Oh, because she, yeah. Because you know things just can't go on. Yeah. And uh, what else? What else did? Uh, what at, else did like I thought that the title you know if he had his chance again he'd, he'd be, be a diamond uh-huh. you know I, I that's so romantic isn't it that mm-hmm. the driver will come back as as a cineplex <laughs> <laughs> oh it's so sad oh yeah. that's not really a diamond is it no no it'll come back as a baseball diamond oh. maybe eventually they'll tear down the Fred Meyer and then it'll be a baseball diamond and then eventually it'll turn into a drive-in again because that's what they you know they'll convert it then it'll be the bottom of the ocean right wow listening to that takes me back and warms my heart ricky lee jones and mary lou lord both have olympia roots of a kind and that's a pretty sweet setup for what turned out to be a very olympian episode ironically recorded from an apartment in los angeles california i'm back in Oli now and you know there's something I've been meaning to tell you. Have you downloaded the Radio 8 Ball app? Uh, It's free and available at the iTunes App Store, so there's really no reason not to. It's filled with so many great songs recorded over the history of the show, and it allows you to play host and do your own Radio 8 Ball shows wherever you are. So uh, why not? Check it out. And... Of course, I always want to encourage you to join our Patreon campaign. For just $1 a month, you get all the bonus episodes in Season 3, which means that you get to hear my questions, and that's like half the show. So, why not? Uh, Come on, join our latest Patreon patron, the great Errington Dadiniso, who joined at the $1 level this week. Thanks a lot, Errington, and keep blowing that horn of yours. And, uh... I don't know why it's so hard to get you all to do this, but we really need ratings and reviews. So, uh, I'm just throwing down the gauntlet once again. If you write your synchronicity story into your review, I'll read it on the show. And if you don't, I won't. And if you haven't already, please don't forget to hit subscribe in your podcast app so you'll get all our episodes as soon as they are released. And before we get down to digging into some synchronicity with this week's guest, let's do as we always do and kick off the musical divination with the Pop Oracle Song of the Day from the day I had my conversation with Raina Rose on July 1st, 2020. It's Ode to Ocean by Carl Blau, recorded at the Henry Art Gallery in Seattle, Washington, as part of the Magma Festival on March 19th, 2010.
July 1st, 2020, with our guest for this uh, musical divination, singer-songwriter Raina Rose from Austin, Texas. Hello. Welcome back to Radio 8 Ball, Raina. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This is fun. Well, the Pop Oracle chose you, chose your song as the answer to my uh, wallowing sad question on the last episode. And I'm so glad that you uh, decided to to join me, so I don't have to interview myself again, and <laughs> uh, and share your insight into uh, the reading. I've I I didn't notice it before, but as soon as you accepted the invite, I noticed that you're posting about divination. Yeah. You yeah. are yeah. Divination's a big a big deal in your life, I guess, because you and your kids engage in it. Yeah, I've always had leaned towards you know mysteries and and listening to advice outside of your own reality sphere 
Do you know, does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. I've always felt that if you get quiet and listen, you can get information that you wouldn't otherwise. And those tools, you know, like I love, uh, you know, the animal spirit cards and my goddess tarot cards and my two boys love them too, because why not? Why wouldn't you love them? Why wouldn't I love them? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. They're so fun. It's so fun to, especially for kids who are prone to magic. You know, kids believe. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, maybe I'm a kid in that way that I also believe. But, you know, I'll, I love doing it. I love tarot carding and things with my children because they... They're so ready to accept. Well, then you're the per- then you're a perfect guest. So, and this was before. This is goes back, predates your your times playing on Radio Eight Ball. You were already a divinatory hound before that. Yes, I was. I was raised very New Agey. Nice, yes. nice. <laughs> that's that's why you're such an awesome person. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> yeah. So, where I always ask everyone where and how are you pandemicking? Yeah, so we are in South Austin, Texas, in a uh, 2,400 square foot, you know, kind of tracked mansion. That doesn't really sound right, but it's, you know, we just moved in January from like a 70s ranch home. We moved a little further south, and we're in this pretty small little neighborhood that's surrounded on all sides by green belts, by parks. So at the end of our block, is this uh, a trail that leads into this network of trails with ponds and deer and little creeks and snakes and lizards. And I'm here with my um, husband, Andrew. We've been married for eight years almost. And then we have an eight-year-old named Emmett and a five-year-old named Benny. Oh, well. And an old dog. If I ever make it to, uh, to Austin again, I look forward to meeting them. Yeah. Yeah, we have a guest room. Oh, well. Yeah. Well, uh, traveling these days, it's a, it's a complicated endeavor. I just drove from Olympia to Los Angeles, and we'll be driving from Los Angeles to Olympia again. And uh, it's nice, but it's also, it, there are all kinds of issues that come up the further you get away from where you know how to just hunker down. So Right. I don't think, I, you know, like I don't think I've gone to the bathroom anywhere but this house since middle of March. So what do you do when you're on the road and you have to use the bathroom? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, you know what yeah. I did? I, because actually I can, this is going to be so personal, but uh, <laughs> the cab, there's a cabin that I can, so I'm driving from Olympia to Los Angeles. It's a thousand mile drive. Can't do it in one shot. So I need a place to crash. Right. I have a friend who has a little cabin in their backyard in Oakland, but they don't, the cabin doesn't have a bathroom. And so driving down, they're like, yeah, you can stay there, but you, there's no bathroom. And yeah. on the way back up, they're not going to be there. So I can let myself in and I can also use the restroom. So driving down, I just fasted. <laughs> so I was like, oh, God, sure. Yeah. Right. Like, what else are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> I need a place to sleep. But like, like, that's one of those things you just don't, you, it's only, it's a, it's totally COVID thinking. You wouldn't. Yeah. You know, a that, bathroom yeah. seems like a terrible place. A public bathroom is like the scariest place I can imagine right now. Yeah, people go in there to, to do all the coughing and sneezing and spitting that they don't do outside. Yeah, yeah. right, right. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we started this show off on a gross note. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's like the mom in me. Nothing is, is like too much information anymore. 
That's I, it's all just so normal. Uh, you were like that before you were a mom. Okay, you're right. Good point. <laughs> That's why I love your songwriting and why you're so much fun Guilty. to hang out with. <laughs> Not good at hiding things. <laughs> yes. That's good. It's called transparency. Yes, I'm very transparent. <laughs> so the reason you're here is because your song came up as the answer to my question about how to best father myself. Yeah. And it had a profound impact on me in the moment. And oh, that's great. I've been just thinking about it, you know, pondering it since then. Uh, but what do you think about that as the answer to my question? It's interesting because so I wrote that song in 2008, I think. I'm pretty sure it was then, maybe 2000. No, it was 2008. We had just, I was at the end of a like 35 day tour with my friend John Elliott. And we were, the last gig was in the, in Fayetteville, Arkansas, or Eureka Springs, Arkansas for some festival. And we were in the basement of this house that they had set us up with. And I was pretty lost, you know, maybe in love with somebody I shouldn't have been in love with. And wrote that song in this like musty basement. And uh, to me, it was just kind of this feeling of, you want something, but you know it's not good for you. And whatever that thing is that you want is never going to come to you and it's okay. So in terms of fathering oneself, which is, I mean, we're all wounded children when it comes down to it. Even if we were raised by beautiful people, there is, especially artists, are, are wounded healers. So there's this feeling that whatever healing that we need, we can give to others, but we can't give to ourselves. And the whole, I, I can never really write something that ends on that note. You know, like I'm a firm believer that everything can be mended, everything can be forgiven, everything can be fixed by by love. And to me, the sun, the seasons, all of that is like the biggest form of love that we can see and have access to. So like the sun will rise every day. You know, until it explodes, but that's a far. That's that's not we're not, we don't have to think about that reality. Although it is 2020 and there's a lot going on. So the sun is always going to rise, even if in the darkest part of the night, you know that at some point the sun is going to show up. And that is like to me that is so generous and that is so loving and that is so hopeful. So even if it takes a while, you know, till, till this, I wrote that song like in, in November, right? When you're just starting to go into the deep, dark, you know, winter, fall and winter season. And even though it, you know, you might not even see the sun, especially if you live in the Pacific Northwest, but it's going to come back. You can, you can bank on it. You can count on it. So that's that love that if you think you can't be given that healing, it is totally possible. And that's in terms of parenting oneself and moving through the feelings of, you know, 
not being loved or accepted by the people who should stick around and care with us, care for us the most. Like you have to heal that through parenting your own self, which is not easy, but it's possible. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I hadn't really thought about it, but the reason that I was asking the question on the show is because my song message for the moon had come up. Mm-hmm. Uh, as the answer and message for the moon is a basically a similar idea which is the moon's coming back every month your my my relationship my ultimate relationship is with you that sort of yeah you know, sort of oh god the moon also so generous divine feminine aspect and then the sun is like the divine masculine aspect yeah and yes. so this idea and then sun also i, I couldn't help but be conscious of the this sort of the pun or the wordplay of son and son, fathers and sons, and the, and also the sort of the masculine force of the fiery sun. Oh, that's so, so interesting that you that it was the moon, you had a moon song and then a sun song. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah. So there is something about like being nestled in natural rhythms. Yeah. And that it is wrapped in a message of disappointment in a way yeah. is I think also important you know the the realist okay. the the sort of the the Buddhist in me appreciates that that it's that it doesn't it says yes there's suffering and there are things you're gonna have to live without there are no like happy there's no is not there isn't necessarily a, a happy ending but there's a happy constant which is yes. these natural cycles that which are will always yeah. there for you and they'll be there long after you, which is really yeah. comforting. Yeah, I definitely find that comforting that that there's so much. We live this little, you know, blink of a life. And but the everything, you know, there's we have a tree right next to our house that's so much older <laughs> than we are. It's so cool. It's just it's there. Yeah. Yeah. It's seen it all. Cool. Well, uh, and that was recorded on August 19th, 2009, your song, right. when you were on yes. the show. And was that, you were on tour? Uh, so I, it was on my bucket list to go to Alaska. It was always something that I wanted to do. And so I booked enough shows to be able to afford to go to Alaska. And we had just spent, I think, two and a half weeks up there. And your gig, the Radio 8 Ball in uh, Seattle on yeah, August was, 19th, yeah, was, the, was we were coming back. So I'm sure we didn't smell very good. Um, That's not my memory. That's not my memory of you not smelling good. Yeah, we were just driving home from Alaska. Well, it was a it was one of many great appearances on the show. That was a fun one. You had the big spinny thing. Yep. That was cool. Yeah. Oh, that no, that was the live show. I don't have a recording of the live show. What we were listening to was when you were on the radio show the day of or promote like you were we had the radio show and you were on and you performed this song and then i guess and then probably that night you played oh, the live show oh cool yeah okay and that was hot boy that room was hot i mean literally it was a blazing <laughs> hot summer no yeah. air conditioning film yeah yeah it was yeah it was fun it was though. Fun. yeah there's some great <laughs> pictures of you from the, there, the I, I totally can and can envision those pictures and and see how sweaty and tired I look. <laughs> yeah, all of us, all of us. Uh, well, moving on, uh, let's talk about today's song of the day for July first. Every day, the 
Radio 8 Ball app randomly generates the Pop Oracle song of the day from the database of close to 2,000 songs that we have gathered over the years, which includes, like we said, about, I think we said about 12 to 16 songs here. So I could probably count them now, but that would be boring radio. Uh, but the but basically it it uh, the app randomly generates a uh, pop oracle song of the day every day and that appears in the app and on the front page of the Radio Eight Ball website and when we do one of these shows we like to sort of unpack the day and yeah. today's randomly chosen pop oracle song of the day was performed by Carl Blau on March nineteenth, two thousand ten, at the Henry Art Gallery in Seattle, Washington as part of the Magma Fest. And his song, cool. Ode to Ocean, is today's song of the day. And just curious uh, if you have any thoughts about that. Well, um, we are landlocked in Texas right now. And Norm, this is, I've lived in Texas for 13 years, and this is the first time I've spent an entire summer here. And one of the things that I am just heartbroken about is not being able to see the ocean this summer. So when that popped up, I immediately was like, well, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's summer. Beaches are closed. It's and it's hot as hell yeah. in Texas. So, yeah, I am missing just the sitting on a beach and staring at the waves. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I, I got a few things out of it. I took a few notes. I'll tell you what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't thinking about I mean, I'm by the ocean, so. I've I've seen I've seen it a lot. I'll I'll give it away for you. Thank you, please. But there's that line, part of me, part of you, and it made me. Th- mm-hmm. I want a part of me is wants to be a part of you, and it made me think of the sort of frightening nature of our conspiring, our sharing air. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's the meaning of conspiracy: is to share breath. Oh and wow! To, to breathe Ooh. together, uh, to conspire, and yeah. so. The I so there's something about that that like, you ever have you ever read uh, Kurt Vonnegut's Cat's Cradle? I haven't. In it, there's a basically this scientist comes up with this particle called ice nine, that or an element. I don't know what it is, but basically, if it touches water, it freezes, then it freezes the next water molecule, and then that freezes the next water molecule. And the idea is that if you dropped it in, if it escaped, it would freeze all the water on the planet immediately including in our bodies Uh, so and it that something about the idea I've been very present today in being in LA as opposed to being in Olympia and when I'm in LA I'm sort of like trying to get a bunch of stuff done so that I can get back to Olympia Uh and I find myself sharing breath with more people than I have in the last four months and a part of me is a part of them and a part of them is a part of me so I was thinking about that that's so interesting that that's that brings up a fear feeling in you because to me that's like that is like my spiritual bent is that we are all part of each other we are all here for each other well we are there's a difference between being we're all here for each other and whatever bad decisions you make <laughs> are going to end up inside of my body that's a different thing you know and that's sort of what we're right, dealing right. with uh, and then there's the line about sandy skin, which made me think about that, about just the irritant of that thought, of having to think about that kind of stuff constantly. Yeah. Um, 
I pant and thirst and witness the worst. And the way the lines, the rhyme scheme, you think he's going to say, I pant and thirst, I witness the worst of you. But he says, pant and thirst, I witness the worst of myself, which feels very much like I'm, I yearn for people right now and I being a living, being pretty much totally alone. I am present to aspects of myself that, you know, distractions will allow me to escape. So I am sort of witness to the worst of myself and maybe some of the best as well. But uh, well, I think that's a really powerful thing. Like if you're if you can't heal or change something unless you witness it, especially in yourself, you have to feel the shitty feel the bad feelings. I don't know if that's a what the F I guess it's a podcast. Yeah, you can say whatever you want. On here. OK, <laughs> you, you have to feel and experience the shitty parts of you so that you can move on. So you can let them go. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 then at the, and it ends with back into your room, the open arms, and it's just like, oh, this is where yeah. I'm going back. I'm here. I had a little taste out in the ocean of humanity, and now you get to go back to the quiet. And I go back to the open <laughs> arms of my safe little room in Olympia, Washington. Yeah, and I don't know. It's a it's a mixed bag, but uh, but there's you know. It, the songs aren't here to give us answers so much as reflections. And I found a really, right. as I gazed into the reflection of Ode to Ocean, um, it, uh, I guess the other thing it made me think of, and I won't go, I can't really talk too much about it, but I had, I had a very good friend or have a, a very good friend named Ocean who I have, mm-hmm. uh, I haven't spoken to in a long time. And I think it's because I'm giving him space to do his thing but uh, I don't know the song made me just gave, made me present to the thing of missing of another person I'm missing yeah so, um, and also it's a it's a spring equinox song because recorded on the spring equinox so that's kind of uh, kind of I don't know just something to think about uh, from the yeah. positive side sort of like leading it leans back towards what we were talking about before like Ode to Ocean makes me think of the moon and mm-hmm. the equinox makes me think of the coming of the sun. Oh, they're just all connected. Right. So, yeah, so all of that is wrapped up together. And that's our song of the day here for July 1st, 2020. And now uh, now we come to the point in the show where you get to ask your question to the Pop mm. Oracle. And do you have the Radio 8 Ball app at the ready? I do. Okay. Yes. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. So, uh, what is your cool. question for the Pop Oracle, Raina Rose? Um, my question is, uh, can it be an either or? Should we do this or should we do that? Yeah, whatever's on uh, whatever's on your mind. Should I speak or type? Or does it matter? Either one. Okay. Okay, it's uh, should we stay in Texas or move home to Oregon? Your question is, should we stay in Texas or move home to Oregon? And now you get to engage the Pop Oracle by giving it a shake. Playing a song. What is the song? The song is I Felt Your Shape by Mount Erie. Ooh. Thank you. 
Felt Your Shape from Mount Erie, which is the nom de rock of Phil <laughs> Elvram. And that was recorded live in Seattle on January 10th, 2010. And that mm. that clip is actually on YouTube, I think, or Vimeo. It's, some, it's up somewhere. You can find it on our on our site. And that's uh, that was a question from Calvin Johnson, who is the... Uh, owner of uh, K, the owner, I guess, the, the president of K Records and was the lead singer in Beat Happening and wow. uh, sort of a, a indie rock legend of the the Northwest. It's very Northwesty kind of reading. Uh, yeah, yeah, it is. And I forget what uh, what Calvin's question was, but Phil's description of the answer was this was about when you hug someone like the sort of the difference between a hug that takes and a hug that is present whoa and like that sometimes you'll hug someone but you're not really just there for it and that led to calvin how having me and phil demonstrate different kinds of hugs and it was really beautiful <laughs> it was a really <laughs> sweet you know man love public man love kind of moment i'm uh, so <laughs> so good. And thinking of it now, I haven't hugged anyone in so long. Oh my god, I miss hugging people so bad. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know so uh that's the background of the song and that's my impression of the song. That doesn't get into the interpretation for your answer. Uh we could yeah. we, let's dig into that. Uh what did you take away from it when you listened to that? Well, I mean, he described a northwest landscape. You know, there are no mountains, volcanoes here. There's very few cold nights. Um, yeah, we have a starry sky, sure. But, I mean, he mentioned volcano flows and and snow and all these things that just don't happen down here. So, I mean, and that's one of the things I miss the most about 
the Pacific Northwest is are are the trees and the ocean and the the mountains and the clean air and all that stuff that you know it's like Texas I'm here because of the people and right now we can't even see our people yeah 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 and you know my parents are in their mid 70s in Portland so like this has made me really quarantine has made me really question like I can't even go get groceries for my parents it's heartbreaking you know I love the community here in Austin I love all the people I love how singer-songwriters are a thing here. I love the intergenerational quality of music, but it, it, my parents aren't here. <laughs> and we're and not going to be playing music with people in the rooms for we're, It's a not going to happen. You're, it, no, my husband easy. is, a, you know, tours. He is a bass player who tours, and that's just over. So, like, do we want to go somewhere where our, like, family are who need our help and support? It's it's uh, It's been a big question, and this has brought it much, much more in our faces. We would just keep, you know, before COVID, it was just like, oh, someday we'll move back to Oregon. But maybe someday is, is closer. Yeah, yeah. Than it was. And not to get into it too deeply because it's not my business, but because it's yeah. sort of public. Uh, Phil is a guy, he's such a gentle and brilliant soul, and he's given, uh, he's he's a really great producer of other people's stuff. I don't know if you're a fan of Mira. Yes, uh, yeah. But he produced the, the first couple of Mira records. Yeah. The ones that really, you know, that was, I, th I felt that they were real great sonic collaborations. And if you, I never, like, it's not like I hung out with the two of them, but there was yeah. a way that their energies matched in a really wonderful way. And he's so he's given a lot to a lot of people. And he's also a guy who's suffered a lot of loss. Yeah. Uh, he lost his partner to uh, cancer. And then he had a very public marriage to a famous actress that sort of ended publicly uh, and he's he's one of those people who it's bad it's it's tough when tough things happen to anyone and it's yeah. tough when tough things happen to someone who's so gentle and generous yeah. and I only say that because it's, I mean because there's something about the preciousness of loved ones and so I think that also plays into it. I, it's not my place to interpret for someone else, but if this were my reading, it definitely has me yearning for the shape of, uh, of loved ones and and missed ones and the northwest, all the north northwestness of it, like so northwesty, Mira so, and Mount Erie that. and Calvin. <laughs> It's all like it's not like I mean it's a Northwest show, so a lot of our stuff is Northwesty, but this yeah. is super North. And also, it's funny because Carl Blau is this this whole episode now has a very Northwest indie rock feeling, and that's right. this is the first episode out of I think we're up to fourteen in this season. Uh, I don't know exactly, maybe it's less than that, but uh, close to that. And we haven't had an episode that felt this northwesty yet. Wow! So it's <laughs> there you go. It's 
because, you know, I, I love it there. And one of the reasons I moved was because I felt like I needed to separate from the person who I was when I started out, you know, like I started playing in Portland when I was 16 or 17. And I just didn't, I didn't feel like I would ever be grow past that unless I left. And, you know, every time I go back, it's like, that feels like home. That is what I picture in my head when I picture home. And it's, but it's like hard to imagine being the prodigal daughter. You know, I'm at this point, I'm, you know, I'm 38 and a mom and it's like, how would it feel is it, to come back to it, you know, permanently, it would feel permanent, which is also heartbreaking because I love it in Austin, Texas, but not if I can't see my people. Well, for those folks who decide to follow us behind the Patreon, the very thin membrane of a Patreon paywall that we have, (laughs) you will find that I am asking a very similar styled question. So we are very much in sync uh, in terms of what we're thinking or the the questions that we're pondering and and let's i want to go back for i do have to ask you a question sure so you posted this post of your two adorable children with their tarot cards or their you know their divination cards what were the what was the deck that they had pulled from one was a uh, benny my youngest loves the animal spirit deck Mm-hmm. So, so he chose he chose the spider, and then Emmett has been uh, interested in gods and goddesses because of a you know children's book series we read, mm-hmm. and so he picked out of the goddess tarot and he chose Artemis the huntress. Nice. Yeah. So, uh, and then I couldn't help but notice that your friend Nick Offerman chimed yeah. in and said how adorable the kids were. I was like, what, 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 what? Raina's swimming in some deep waters. How did, how did you get to be friends with? I, I'm I'm a little starstruck. How did you get? To, how did you get to be friends with Nick Offerman? He's a wonderful man. Um, he so my husband Andrew plays bass and manages Megan Mullally's band. Who is Meg, Megan Mullally and Nick Offerman are married. Famously so. Famously married, wonderful couple. They are. It's it's really they're like such a good like I feel like my husband became a better husband by watching Nick Offerman be a husband. Um, wow. He's he's a very kind, conscientious, you know, like the kind of person who observes the whole room and tries to help everyone feel more comfortable. Um. So yeah. So Andrew Andrew is closer with them than I because he's you know gone on bunches of tours with him. But uh, they're just they're just good people. It's really lovely. They've been very positive. They've had a very positive effect on our on our world. That's great to hear. That's really great yeah. to hear. I just it was one of those things that sort of popped out like, whoa. It is very odd. I feel I wonder I wonder well, who sees that and thinks what. It was, and for me, it was just it was I was already sort of like what Rain is <laughs> doing divination, and I've never seen you post about divination before, and yeah. then. Your kids, are, that's really cool. And then what? Who's, po- what's up with Raina? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, my, my husband is, Andrew's very, um, he makes himself uh, indispensable to people, if that makes sense. Oh, he's, I totally, I, I, I love those kind of people. He's, he's great. He's constantly, he's similar to Nick in that way that he's such a just grounded useful conscientious doer 
so they they get along very well and and it's uh andrew just kind of you know started playing bass for megan and made himself indispensable to her it's lovely does megan do her own songs or does she cover other people's it's mostly covers. It's a lot of, they, it's like American songbook, but they're, the band is called Nancy and Beth. There have been some changes since quarantine, but um, they do a lot of uh, choreography, like Megan choreographs the entire show and it's incredibly compelling. Like I know nothing about dance. That's not a art form that, that is, that I know about, but yet I am like brought to tears by the choreography that they, that they do. And so it's like, um, violin drums bass keys and uh guitar with megan choreographing all this all these cool dances and singing kind of american songbook songs it's cool <laughs> it sounds very cool it sounds yeah. very cool and hopefully after quarantine it will they'll get to do things again whole new world on the other side of this yes yes so, and speaking of on the other side, why don't, uh, are you ready to, wait, we didn't get into, pro oh, we didn't get to promoting oh. your stuff. Okay. Yes. Now, so, after, now, now, yeah. now that people know how yeah. genuinely cool you are, <laughs> not just that um, you're cool on Radio 8 Ball, but you are hanging with Nick Offerman and Megan Mullally cool, uh, then people are going to want to hear your, hear what you're up to. So, so I actually put out a record this year for the first time since like 2013. And it's called Vesta, which is Vesta is the goddess of the hearth, kind of personified by fire or anthropomorphized by fire. It's a she's like the just like a quiet yet necessary homey goddess. Um, also, Hestia is another name for, for Vesta. So I made this record with produced by JT Nero from the Birds of Chicago, who's wonderful. And it came out in the, in January, right before everything happened. We, uh, it, my record came out, and it's like it's pretty witchy. It's like pretty, you know, like there's a lot of interesting sounds, and it gets like it gets like kind of thick and rich, which is is fun. But also the other thing that I've been doing for the past couple of years is I make uh, herbal infused skincare products. I have a a company called Folk Potions. And I make salve and face oil and soap occasionally and uh, all organic and from scratch. And that's been really fun and felt really good. And of course, you'll provide links so we can yes, put I them will. in the show notes. Yes. The record so is called Vesta. Vesta. I like that you said that there are weird sound. There were a lot of sounds on it right at the point when it seemed like there was some screaming banshee that ran past. <laughs> Did you hear that? Did that <laughs> <Yeah>. convey? <laughs> It was perfect. It was sort of I like, locked myself in my closet and you can still hear my children screaming. It was the it was a great sort of Frau Brucher moment. <laughs> uh, they do sound like that. And and the the salves are called folk folk potions. Folk po yes. Folk potions. Well, I need to get me some of those. Yeah, I'm a folk. So I'm a yeah. folk. Yeah. Everybody I'm, has skin. Yes. Skin care sometimes. You know, not, I'm not talking like makeup skincare. I'm talking like, you know, all-purpose healing salve, which everyone needs, I think. And just in case anyone out there doesn't have skin, don't feel left out. Don't, uh, don't feel bad. Don't feel you already. There's, <laughs> we're not mocking you at all. No, no. Um, most people do have skin, though. Yes, they do. Uh, it's a defining trait of humans. Of humans, yes, indeed. 
So, well, uh, well, yeah, we're gonna hop behind the hop behind the paywall, and where I'll ask my question, and it's gonna that's when we will really let things uh, let it all hang out. So, you know, you want to join the Patreon campaign. It's only a dollar a month. It's nothing, but uh, you know, but it's basically it's like it's almost like a symbolic token just to to let us know you're uh, you're paying attention. So, anyway. Follow us there, and uh, last words to the to the to the listeners before we go behind the paywall, Reina. Um, breathe deep. All is well. Breathe deep. All is well. But I would just say, don't breathe deep if you're in a room with a bunch of people. Then get <laughs> breathe out. Breathe deep through a mask. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for giving your attention and intention to this episode of Radio 8 Ball Season 3, The Appening, with our guest, Raina Rose. Please remember to subscribe to Radio 8 Ball in your podcast app. And if you like the show, please help others find us by rating and reviewing Radio 8 Ball positively. If you tell your synchronicity story, I'll read it on the show. Of course, we encourage you to download the Radio 8 Ball app from the iTunes App Store. And finally, I do hope you'll join our Patreon campaign and follow us backstage for my pop oracle reading where I asked, What will my relationship with L.A. be during COVID? The Patreon link is in the show notes. We're going to go out with a track from Reina's new album, Vesta, and the song, One One Thousand. And with that, I'm out. Until next time, I'm your host, Andros Jones, wishing you lots of spine-tingling synchronicities, connections with the natural world, and all the inspiration you can handle. You go outside, the leaves are water in the summer night. The air is solid as a butcher knife. Stars are hitting on you, yeah, that's right. You go inside, the floor rises up to greet your steps. You give what you got, but there's not much left. Staring at you in the face is death. And that's just your balance beam. No one's gonna take this away from me. No one's taking this away from me.